Hello, hello everyone. Welcome back to another week of Max Potential Habits. As you know, I'm your host, Dr. Amanda Variantes, and today we have on an emotional intelligence expert. Tiffany Norwood is the founder and CEO of Your Emotions Matter. And you all know that I'm big on teaching you how to look to your feelings and emotions as a guide of whether you're in or out of alignment. So when I was brought her business and what she does in the world, I thought, okay, this is an awesome guest to come on our show today to help us think about emotional intelligence applied to business, applied to relationships, the power of of how silence is not golden, that your emotions matter. So let me give you a little bit of a background. Tiffany is a the founder, as I said, and CEO of Your Emotions Matter. She's an international speaker, a certified emotional intelligence practitioner, and an author. She's featured on ABC, CBS, HBO, Toyota, and Investigation Discovery. She's a certified NLP practitioner. Those of you don't know NLP, that's Neuro Linguistic Programming. And she addresses childhood wounds, communication issues, and limiting beliefs for single men and women. So you're going to want to stay tuned because all of us have a wild wave of emotions that can run our lives. And I can't wait to hear what she has to say. So welcome to the show today, Tiffany. Thank you so much. I am honored and it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let, let's start with I always like to ask what's a quote that you live by or something that you, you know, resonates for you and, and that you share with other people frequently. Um, well, what I do share it, it aligns with our topic today. Uh, Joshua Freeman of uh, the CEO of six seconds.org says that emotional intelligence makes up 80% of the success in your life. Ooh, this is awesome. Cause I often tell people, um, Mindset makes up 80% of your success. And I would think of those two as very related emotional intelligence. Will you, will you, for the audience, share your definition or some conversation around what an emotional intelligence means to you? Yes, uh, emotional intelligence is the ability to manage your emotions well within yourselves and well within others in an effective and appropriate manner so that you both can come out to an outcome that you both desire. So it's, it's basically when you have, when you be able to manage and have self-regulation on your responses instead of reacting, you're, you're, you have the ability to respond in an appropriate and effective manner. Mm, that's so big. So <laughs> I love this. One of my favorite things to talk about is, uh, is as adults that we are able to respond and we have that responsibility. Whereas when we're in animal brain or in, when we're in our, you know, like our younger years, we are in a reaction space. Um, we dive into that a little more. That's really a great topic. Yes. Yes. So my background is, you know, I'm coming from a, a very unhealthy, toxic marriage and where that's where, when I found emotional intelligence, I, I was, you know, researching and trying to figure out what's wrong. Why are things getting better? Um, why do we keep going through the same conflicts over and over the, the, the emotions were, you know, out of control. And I just found like, Hey, these, these emotions are being mismanaged. 
it's it's once once you your emotions are high, then you know that your your intelligence is low, and that just brings you into a space of confusion. It brings you to a space of frustration, and it and it's just a vicious cycle. So once I you know came across emotional intelligence, I you know, I said this 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 is important information here. Um, when as as we you know start off as um, young and then we come into the world, and we, we our focus is just so much on on learning. It's so so much focused on the external on what we have to learn, and 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 that just continues and continues and continues. But what we are not taught at that time is that we should be paying more attention to ourselves. We are, um, we're co-creators, we're miraculous human beings, and emotions are a part of who we are, just like our eyes, nose, you know, our touch and, and everything else. So, but our emotions is something that we do not pay attention to when it's time to feel, you know, people are being uh, taught to suppress their emotions. Oh, stop crying. Oh, you know, suck it up, man up. And it's just the incorrect way to to grow up. It's the incorrect way to live your life. Yeah. So yeah. So it's 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 time to you know come just push away and just unlearn that unhealthy um, that unhealthy behavior and start developing more healthy behavior by managing and learning how to feel. Excuse me. Learning how to feel your emotions and learn how to navigate, learn how to um, be motivated, um, because that's part of it, being optimistic, having empathy, being able to feel others, other people when, um, when they're feeling a certain way and responding appropriately in, in your situation. So as long as you are responding appropriately and um, allowing your emotions to tell you and send you messages instead of pushing it away, then you have a better um, ability to come to the best outcome, the best outcome that you want for yourself and that you would want for yourself and the other person. Mm, so, so true. I'm curious for you when you say uh, respond appropriately, like, will you say more there? Like what that looks like to you? I know we're talking about responsivity versus reactivity. I'm thinking yeah. about, you know, because to me, emotions are I, you know, I've had in my past, I used to not have very, I was going to use the word control, but it was, it's more like I would react instead of respond to my emotions. And yes. I look at emotions as like a really powerful feedback system, helping you know where things are out of alignment, uh, directions that you need to grow, places you need to learn to communicate better and things like that, which is definitely what I hear you saying. So we talk a little bit about, you know, the links between uh, uh, quote appropriate responses versus something that's going to be more destructive in a relationship. Yes, yes, you said it perfectly there. The, the appropriateness is the opposite of the destructive responses. You know, the yelling, uh, the name calling, the uh, the uh, spitefulness, uh, the hurtful behaviors. You know, physical, any type of abuse, um, anything that is hurtful towards the situation or hurtful towards another person, that is what is um, dis disruptive. That is the, that behavior we want to avoid. Um, when it's appropriate, you, you're able to, to take time to sit back and, and think, and you, you mentioned, you know, feel your emotions and, um, and listen to the messages that they're trying to tell you because they're guiding you. 
There is data. It's data that's guiding you in the right direction. It's telling you something. So you have to be able to pause and sit with it and be able to feel. And then it doesn't matter which emotion it is. Um, what I cringe at hearing is when people call emotions negative. Mm -hmm. There are no negative emotions. When we look at anger and fear and frustration, um, those are the ones that they will say is negative. However, it, it's, it's, every emotion is valid. Every emotion that you feel is valid. Just because you feel angry, that's not a bad thing. Just because you're frustrated, there's a reason why you feel angry. There's a reason why you feel frustrated. So you just wanna sit, you know, be able to just analyze that and be able to be with yourself with those emotions to see what they're trying to assist you with. But then as you are taking that time to feel them and listen to them and understand what's going on around you and what's going on inside of you, then that's when you'll be able to take more control over the outcome um, of the situation. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. It's, we definitely have to take account of what we are feeling. Yeah, it's so big. I mean, it sounds like you've had a history where that wasn't the case for you in the past. Correct. And then you had a big transformation in terms of the way that you respond. Will you share a little bit of your journey there if you feel open to it? Oh, I'm, I can definitely feel um, open to it. I have no problem um, talking about it because I'm, um, I, I started my business because I did not want people to have to go through what I went through. Okay, so it was uh, my marriage was emotionally uh, abusive. Um, there was the, the silent treatment, which is neglect. Then you have verbal where I'm being called out of my name. Um, prior to marriage, there was physical. So there was just different aspects of you know, abuse. And one thing about um, abuse that I'll just touch on is that when you're in a relationship, you're so focused on the other person and you're so focused on having, you know, things being the way you want them to be, you, you, you don't see clearly. Your clarity is not clear on what's, what's really happening. And what I'm finding is that uh, um, a lot of people are not knowing that they're, they're, they are in an abusive situation. Okay, you see your partner get angry and um, he or she lashes out. Okay, wow, that, that partner is just angry. You don't look at it as, hey, they're mis uh, mismanaging their emotions or they have some, some, some issues that must be ironed out, you know, by maybe going through a counselor or a therapist or needing some type of psychological help, but it just becomes the norm. You know, calling each other out there, your name in a, in a relationship is not normal. You know, fighting is, um, I'm not saying not fighting, but a uh, uh, disruptive fighting, just constant fighting where you're just not even, you're not, you're not solving your problem. You just have going through that vicious cycle of the same thing over and over that, that conflict when you, you that, that conflict, something you, you would be able to uh, have healthy conflict and be able to, to um, I'm thinking of resolution, come to resolution. I'm, I'm getting tongue-tied here. Come to <laughs> totally understandable. You know, there's nothing wrong with conflict. There's nothing wrong with having disagreements. But yeah. when you learn to agree to disagree, there's healthy ways to, to come to an, an, um, you know, a resolution. Yeah. So, but then when it's the opposite of that, it, it's frustrating. It's confusing. It's frustrating. And it's very unhealthy. And what I advocate in my business is that your emotional and your mental health is, health is top priority. 
It's mm -hmm. top, top priority in your life. It's top priority in your relationships and your business, no matter what it is that you're going through. You have to take care of yourself. You have to um, listen to your emotions and you have to um, have healthy because most people just, you know, go to the gym. Okay. I, I got to get to the gym and you can barely get to the gym where you, you're looking at your physical and that does help you with your brain and it does help you mentally. However, there is another aspect of your mental and there's another aspect of your emotional, but it's all, all that is important, physical, yeah. mental, and emotional. Will you share what caused you to finally decide to leave? Because, you know, I think about, um, you know, when we're in a, in a relationship that is, is misaligned, toxic, not, not for the greatest good of both people involved, let's say mm -hmm. what, you know, it's, it's that moment when people decide like, okay, this isn't a relationship that's working for me. How did you take the leap to leave? Because that's a hard, that's hard for people to do often. It is, it is. And I'm glad you asked me that question. This is what I did. Um, I, I just came to a point where I just had to stop fooling myself and just saying, hey, um, we're, this is gonna get better. You know, we all tell ourselves it's gonna get better and then we just wait and wait and wait and what happens? Absolutely nothing changes. Um, so what I did, I just, I, I just started focusing on myself and I, I started just wor working with my own well-being, and I just had to take my focus off of him and what he was doing, what he wasn't doing or whatever the case may be and just started taking care of me started taking care of myself and I started um, a grateful journal. I had to kind of switch my mindset from uh, negative to positive. And I just started focusing on everything that was good. And I started even focusing on everything that was even good about my marriage, even things that was good about him. Of course, that kind of made things kind of last a little longer because my, I was just focusing on the good, but that was helpful to switch my mindset because I started to realize that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm worthy of more than this. I don't deserve to be treated this way. I do not. I do not deserve to keep going through this. And the really defining moment was when I found emotional intelligence and started doing research and study on that. And I said, I want to share this with the world. I want to share this with people because people go through their whole lives not knowing that they can manage and and self-regulate themselves and their emotions. And this is important information that everyone needs to know. Mm -hmm. So I want to, you know, become a public speaker and I want to be able to get this word out. I want to get out, get this message out. And it just gave me the confidence to have something that was bigger than me. I had, because I was all in my own little world and I'm just, I just felt, okay, I'm the mom, I'm the wife. And, you know, it's, it's just me. But when I started when I found that, you know, life is just bigger than who I am. Life is just, is bigger than what I'm going through then I, I was able to stretch out and have the confidence to, to say, I'm not, you know, this is enough. Enough is enough and I'm out of here. So it was just that it was, that was the real defining moment is basically finding a purpose and meaning for my life, which, which didn't align with, with, with what I was going through at the time. So I had to make some changes. And that's, yeah. that's, all that. that's so powerful. Um, I mean, I don't, you probably don't know my history, but there's a, when I was, I mean, I had big, a big epiphanal moment when I was laying on the floor crying, similarly realizing I'm the center of my relationship issues and I got to work on myself, you know? And so for me, it was like, I have a complex relationship history. I ended up my 15 year marriage having an affair. And of course, affairs don't happen for no reason. <laughs> so I own my responsibility. He's owned his, we're good friends now, but it's, you know, it was that moment where I was like, oh, you know, in order for me to 
to shift. I've got to become emotionally intelligent. I didn't say it in these words at the time, but it was like, oh, I've got to learn how to communicate. I've got to learn how to express my needs. I've got to learn how to set boundaries. I've got to learn what a, what a healthy relationship looks like. I've got to learn. I mean, you know, it's just so powerful what you're talking about because, you know, whenever I have relationship experts on it, one of the main things that we talk about is building win-win relationships. And you can't do that if you're not empowered yourself because you're going to attract the reflective mirror of yourself, right? So if you've got to become who you want to be with in a relationship. And so if you, you know, for anyone listening, if you're in a situation where you're feeling very misaligned in your relationship, um, you know, I do work like shadow work type of stuff with people. And it's, um, it's really recognizing, like seeing those disowned parts that are, that are showing you what needs to shift within. And so, you know, you just said something I loved. It was, uh, you know, you said I had to raise my worthiness, you know, so it was like being, learning how valuable you are when you start to step into that personal empowerment space, everything that's misaligned falls away. Mm-hmm. And, and it's interesting. Like it happens with your intimate relationships, your friendships, your work relationships, you know, across the board, when you raise your worthiness level, then the outer world matches that. And so everything has to change. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's really cool to hear your journey and how, you know, you empowered yourself and now you help other people empower themselves to have emotionally intelligent relationships. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Good for you. Um, will you share with people some practical tips in terms of emotional intelligence? Like what are some of the foundational cores for you that you, that you walk people through to help them become more emotionally intelligent? Okay. Well, the prerequisite, um, you can't become emotionally intelligent if you're not aware and you're not self-aware. So that's what you have to do. You have to learn about yourself. You have to know what your habits are. You have to know what makes you tick, what you like, what you don't like, you know, how you would normally react in certain situations, what you want in life, what you want just in, just in general, what you don't want. And make it specific, Real, really be specific about who you are, who you want to be. And then that self-awareness will be able to help you to see yourself the way others see you. Because if you can go out and ask some people you know, you say, how do you view me? What, tell me about myself. And they may say some things that are surprise you. And you're like, what? Like, I didn't know that you felt that way about me or you thought that. But you, just, I mean, so when you become self-aware, you're going to already know those things. You're going to already know you could be stubborn at times or you're going to be, you're going to just know the good and the bad and the ugly. You're going to know and it's going to, it's okay because you know who you are and you know. So when, when that good or when that bad or ugly comes around, you, you'll know how to, you know, step back and say, okay, that's my ugly side. And then you have that conversation with yourself and say, okay, what is the, what is the right way here? You know, I know I'm feeling this way, but that's not going to be the, um, the way I'm going to respond at this time. Let me respond in a better way because I was able to hold myself back. I was over, over able to pause. I was able to, you know, regulate my, um, emo, uh, my emotions and my responses at this time. So being self-aware is the very first thing that you, you have to do in order to move into emotional intelligence. Mm, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that if, we had to say a key core habit that will lead to all successes. It's self-awareness, right? Like, and it's probably one of the hardest things that there is to do in terms of that. It's, it's the most 
challenging to face yourself to that level and really mm -hmm. want to go deep and uncover all of your dark spots, all the, all mm -hmm. the light spots, all the dark spots, all the guilt, the shame, the fear, the doubt, the uncertainty, along with the successes and achievements. Like we often want to hide kind of the parts that we think might be perceived of as bad. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, oh, if I want to be self-aware, I really got to like, look at all parts of myself. Yeah. And so I think it's a key component. I mean, I know for me, that was the number one Thing that I did on my journey was I tell people that my number one habit is personal growth and development, which is really self-awareness. Yes. Yes. And yeah. what I want to um, bring up is a part of my business is I, you know, want to put more focus on the men um, who, who do struggle um, with, with even, you know, releasing how they feel and, and yeah. struggling with um, their emotions. And like you were, you know, just saying, you know, that shame or or guilt or, you know, or that fear that they suppress and hide down. And, you know, we're, we, we, we no longer live in stone ages, you know, we, they don't have to hunt for, you know, you know, for animals to feed their wives anymore. <laughs> yeah. So the way our brain is, our, our brain is archaic, you know, but we have to bring it to today. So, yeah. when, you know, you guys, if you want to go eat, go on down to, you know, to the grocery store, to the restaurant, you know, <laughs> we have to bring our mind to where it's comfortable now to be yeah. able to open and vulnerable. Vulnerability builds trust. You know, when you're able to be open and, and to be able to, to, to be at one with your emotions, that will definitely be, help you in your relationships. It'll help you, you know, professionally. It'll help you, you know, at home. It, it's okay to be who you are. It's okay to embrace your emotions. So we really want to focus and assist them in with being okay to talk about it when they're feeling a certain way. No, you know, not pushing it down or pushing it away. Being able to go somewhere. And and the thing, another thing we do here with your emotions matter is breaking. You know, I want to break the stigma uh, around counseling and around therapy or just just reaching out for help. Um, you know, even if it's just your, your preacher or minister, doesn't matter, just reach out because we are human beings. We are here to feel, we are here to, you know, function appropriately with everything within our being. And we, we need each other to do that. So there's no, you know, we don't want to live in our bubble anymore. We don't want to, you know, go hide out when things get rough and tough. We want to be able to support each other in every way, shape and possible. Yeah, this is such an important conversation because as a, my PhD is in sociology and I focus on gender studies, gender and crime. And I actually worked with incarcerated men and something that was so powerful to me was that whole piece of how violence for them, their, their perpetuation of violence mm -hmm. had to do with their stuffing of their feelings, their emotions, their fears, and being really put into the man box of like, mm -hmm. you're tough. Yeah stick it out. Don't talk to anyone, you know, mm. don't share what you're feeling. It, be a man ultimately. And for them, masculinity looks like violence because that was what was being taught in their surroundings. So, you know, I love that you said that it's so important to remember that to be a, a it, this applies to all humans, right? Across the board, all humans, your emotions matter for all humans. And it's really, I mean, when you try to suppress or repress your emotions, it is always going to lead to toxicity, <laughs> yes. I think, you know? Yes, that's yeah. the total point right there. 
You know, we're yeah. when we're looking at healthy relationships, we, we want to remove the toxicity. Yeah. And to do that, we're going to move over to managing our em- emotions better. Yeah. So that's will, you, will you talk a little bit about, we're going to pivot just a little to business, because I know you and I had pre-show, we talked a little bit about emotions and business. I want to hear your take on it. And let's just jam there a little bit, because I think it's a, it's a cool conversation to have, especially her, the NFA audience, because it's a lot of entrepreneurs. And, you know, I want, I mean, of course, relationship, emotional intelligence for relationships is applicable to all people. Now mm-hmm. let's dive deep a little bit into emotions in business. You know, what, what are your thoughts about how emotions show up in business, why it's important to be responsive instead of reactive in business with your emotions? Will you talk a little bit about that? Okay, I'll just give like, for instance, an example, say someone just starting out in their business and, and, you know, with entrepreneurs, some people have a hard time charging people, for instance, or they or they may, you know, start doing some, you know, some, um, some complimentary work to, you know, get up their testimonials and just, let's just say you go out and help someone. And then that person, you know, just, just trashes your, your business. Oh, you were no help to me, and 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 you were, you know, you you were this and you were that, and then all of a sudden it just it it just demoralizes you, or you just go, you know, you go and you say, oh my gosh, you know, I'm, and then you get so totally sad that you may give up. Okay, so in a situation like that, that is when you are allowing your emotions to to you you're basically in your emotions and you're allowing them to just you know to discourage you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in, in that aspect, you want to be able to be strong enough to say, okay, okay, maybe it didn't work out with this particular person because this person wasn't ready. This person wasn't ready to change or this person wasn't ready to do the work. Okay, what this person said about me has nothing to do with me or my ability to serve other people and what I do. So being so that way, you know, you're using your emotions to manage yourself in your internal um, state better. Because it's gonna, it's not going to put you down because someone put else put you down. You are, you have that confidence. You have that, you know, you have that ability to stay above and and stay encouraged in your business to be able to move forward and not allow your emotions to get you down. So it's it's about just being confident within within yourself. It's about knowing who you are, staying worthy in your business, and keep pushing forward despite the the uh, the, the distractions or the naysayers or the haters. Like say you're you're posting on social media and then you have some haters just showing up and, and downing you, but you're going to pay more. Just naturally, you're going to pay more attention to the negative. But we have to understand that no, that's not what we're going to pay attention to. We can you know we can go ahead and pay attention to what is positive and just keep our motivation high. So that's that's what I mean in emotions and business. And then when you're making decisions as well, um, sometimes you know yes, we do make emotional decisions, but you want to keep that at a at a low and be more logical and rational in the decision making that you. You just, just know what you're doing. Don't just go into it because you're excited. You know, you're going to it blindly because you're, you know, because it sounds good. You know, those emotions are coming. It's all right. But then you didn't, you didn't look at the logical. You didn't really think about it. You didn't ask all the questions. So it's just having a, a, a more of a balance. And I would just say more of, you know, that logical reasoning, um, to, to, you know, moving forward and, and, you know, doing deals or whatever the case may be, you have, you, you use them both, but you don't want your emotions to be number one because it can derail you if you allow it. So it yeah. just depends on the person in their in, internal state. 
yeah. in, their, in their confidence. So wise. I mean, what, what's standing out to me about what you're saying is that let, let's building a business is volatile, right? Like there's mm-hmm. going to be ups, downs, there's going to be lovers, there's going to be haters, there's going to be successes, there's going to be failures. Like it's a long-term relationship to be in your business. And if you use your emotions in a reactive way, when someone, when you feel upset, you're going to quit. And I think that most entrepreneurs, this is one of their biggest struggles is that they give up too soon because they're not seeing the, the, uh, that kind of initial infatuated excitement about building their business where when they're stepping in, they're like brainstorming and it's exciting and, you know, things might be happening, but then you run into roadblocks because that's the nature of life and you run into those roadblocks. And if you let your emotions run you, you're going to end up quitting before you break through to your greatest successes. Yeah. So it's, it's really powerful. I mean, it's, I like that you're pointing out that it's, it's a dual process because you want to listen to your emotions and you want to feel your emotions and you want to be able to respond to your emotions and you want to have that sense of excitement, but you're not going to live by that because then when you have the flip side of it, you've also got to stay steady, stay strong, stay committed, stay determined mm-hmm. so that, and then, you know, ride the next wave to the emotional shift because emotions change yeah. sometimes by the hour. <laughs> yes, it does. It's a constant force within you. That's why it is so important for you to learn how to manage them correctly. It's just about the self-regulation piece. Yeah. Intelligence. You are constantly um, having conversations with yourself. You're constantly yeah. paying more attention to yourself than you are uh, the external or anyone or anything outside of you. You are, you, you are whole. So you, you have to, you have to, pay so much more attention to you so you can push out what you want into the world in in the way you want so you know so you can be seen how you want to be seen yeah will you share with the with the tribe with my nfa tribe because we love actionable strategies will you share your top ways that you create self-awareness for yourself or enhance self-awareness um the top ways that I would create self-awareness were just to be the pause and just okay. be quiet stillness. You know, I don't rush through life. I don't allow anyone to rush me. Um, I take the time out and I just sit and I think and I self-reflect. So when you self-reflect, you you get to think about what happened um, last week. You get to think about, you know, what's going on right now. You get to allow to just be with your feelings and just really listen. So that is one of the tips of just being self-awareness and listening to your thoughts, listening to your self-talk and just, you know, managing that correctly. Cause you know, you have to counter those negative, cause your mind is gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna be negative. This is something we're gonna, I'm gonna have to battle you know, regardless, but you have to be able to manage that within. So when that, when that thought comes, when it's, you know, trying to derail you off or something, you have to be able to say, you know, counter it with positivity or counter it with the the best um, solution. And so that just, one of my tips is just that, that, that piece of just self-reflection. One thing that, um, that I live by, I, I journal, I journal my thoughts out. I get them out of my head. Okay, I, I write them down, and that's that's a helpful uh, strategy to solve problems that you go through. Because n- number one, you want to take the high road no matter what. Emotional intelligence is about taking the high road. So if you have an issue or you have a problem you you don't you know you can't really solve right away in your head, put it all out on paper. Just write out your thoughts about it, and just you can you know if you have to bend a little bit, you have to bend. But just keep writing your thoughts, and I bet 
that the, the solution will come to you, but you have to get it. You can't let everything just stay in your head. That's why it's good to talk about it. If you can't talk about it, you want to you know, write about it. When that's yeah. a solution for, for those who have, who are starting to move out of that space of, of being able to talk about it with someone. Yeah. So valuable. I, uh, you know, for people who have been listening for a long time, they know I talk about journaling a lot and a lot of guests who come on, talk about journaling and I, because it's a foundational habit, right? It's, I think of my journal as my Bible of myself, (laughs) you know, it's like getting to know yourself, writing down your fears. I mean, often I will be stuck in my mind and then I'll immediately just go, Oh, I need a journal. And I write down what's the problem. And then I start writing down all the solutions. And then by the end of five minutes, I'm like, Oh, cool. I've completely shifted. And it's such a simple habit. It's free. It's easy. You can do it anywhere. And it's just to me, I love that you said that it's such a powerful tool. Do you have a system that you use to journal or do you just free write? I free write. I don't have a system. Um, my thing is, is it's it's a, a pen and some some meat, some college bell, some college room uh, paper, and yeah. I just write it out and I'll throw it away. I don't ah. have I used to keep a book. I used to keep an um, actual book, and then it just kind of accumulated to maybe two or three. And I'm like, I don't want to go backwards. I don't want to go to the yeah. Back. So I just threw them all away. So for a while now, I, I have a clipboard. I have my a stack of uh, paper on there. I write it out. It may go just from the front and back. And by the time I'm done with the front and back, I'm done with that journaling session at that time. I love it. I walk it up, I tear it up, and I throw it out. And I'm all ready to go. I'm all fresh. That's so I'm ready cool. to go. But in, in, in essence to that, or in addition to that, the my grateful journal is what I do keep. Mm-hmm. That is a, that is a, you know, a beautiful journal, you know, go get something very special that you love. And that is what I do keep because that's the positivity. That's the stuff I want. That's the stuff I say that I'm grateful for that I don't already have. Yeah. And I put that type of stuff in there and I put everything. It doesn't matter. It's just keeping my mind sharp, keeping me yeah. on the positive side. It's keeping me in that great space. So I do keep up with I, the grateful one is the one I have. That's the yeah. one. Oh, this is so cool. Uh, This is funny because uh, recently I was thinking about getting rid of all my journal. I've in the past, I've gotten rid of my journals. I've done like burning bowl ceremonies and like ripped out pages of my journal and burnt, burnt it. And, you know, I love that you say that you crumble up and tear up the parts that you want to let go of because it's such a symbol of release. And Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's really cool. So you're making me think how fun it would be to have like a, you know, you know, you do your kind of negative in quotes, negative journaling in one and get rid of it. And then your positive affirmations and gratitude and in another, and then that's kind of more this ongoing book of you and your progress. That's really cool. I love that. Yes. What you're going to do is look back at the grateful one and then you're going to say, Hey, I was grateful for something I wanted and now I have it. Yeah. It's so exciting to look back on what you wrote and see, oh my gosh, that actually manifested in my life. So, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Oh, very cool. Okay. Will you share with listeners, and it, and it might be something you've already said, but will you share with listeners your top three max potential habits that you believe got you where you are today? That got me where I am today is just um, number one is just focusing on the positive, having a very strong mindset, knowing what I want and not deviating from it. Just being very steadfast in in my in myself, in my abilities, being confident, and and just knowing that you know I'm worthy of, of creating the life that I want. 
I'm worthy and nothing, no one, not even the pandemic can come and knock me down. Just being that, you know, just being strengthened and staying strengthened no matter what life hits you with. Yes, you can, you know, you can deal with it when it comes and you'll be able to, you know, manage your emotions and be able to, you know, take time off if you need to take care of yourself, have that self-care piece in there. But you are so, you stand so strong in, in yourself and in your co-creator nature that nothing can move you. Yeah, those are awesome. Okay, so you said, I wrote down, focus on the positive, strong mindset and knowing what you want. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, everyone listening, if you took those three away and did that, that's going to raise your emotional intelligence. That's going to have you being responsive instead of reactive. And that's going to have you creating the foundation of the life and business and relationships that you love and aspire to in that fullest, most expressive, expansive version of yourself. Awesome. Awesome. So cool. Okay. Where can listeners find you? I know that you have, um, you said author would tell us books that they can access or book or books and then where can they find you online okay i am a, um, currently a contributing writer to in the limelight magazine so that is an online magazine so once you go to my website which is your emotionsmatter.com you can go to the my story page and scroll down and you can click on the um the first four that i've contributed to we have nice. another one coming out uh, okay well this is future but we you know we're, we're continuing on with that so i do write for that so there's some good articles there on my blog and then other articles that i have written on my blog as well on on my website so that's how they can find me um, my information is all there my social media is all there on the website again that's youremotionsmatter.com Awesome. Thank you so much. What a great conversation. It's been really fun to get to talk to you. And, and, you know, it's inspiring to, I mean, I think for all the people listening, it's such an inspiration to watch someone transform out of a stuck place and then shift in a totally new direction and then teach other people how to do it. I mean, to me, that's like the greatest inspiration that there is. So, so thanks for being willing to share your story and share your tips and everybody definitely go and visit your emotionsmatter.com. And until next time, everyone, thank you so much again for being here. I'm sure you got a lot of golden nuggets out of that. I hope that this week you learn to be self-aware or practice being self-aware, practice journaling, and really focus on raising your emotional intelligence so that you can max your potential to thrive and feel alive in your life and business. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Max Potential Habits Podcast. If you're liking what you've heard, it would be so incredibly awesome if you would subscribe to the channel and leave a five-star rating and a written review. This helps me help more people while we grow our NFA community so we can rock it out together. For Max Potential Habits resources, go to nfacoaching.com where you can access all of my resources. There's free eBooks, PDF checklists, a journal template, a business mindset meditation kit, and so much more. Plus links to NFA coaching on Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And if you're super serious about up-leveling, there's also a link to schedule a free consult to work with me in group or one-on-one coaching. 
Until next time, I hope you have a Max Potential Habits Day where you get inspired to do whatever it takes to transform into the most empowered version of yourself so you can lead a rich, thriving, kick-ass life and business.